Steve Elkins, and today's date is April 23rd, 2023. Something else to go along with the phony Donald Trump Jr. here and uh, going backwards, basically uh, saying we should we should all stop with our boycott of Anheuser-Busch products uh, because of the money train there, basically going to his camp, his father's campaign. Uh, the new meme of the week, uh, actually the meme of the week I want to tell you about is Riley Gaines. You know who Riley Gaines is? She's making the public appearances lately trying to protect women's sports, and I, I totally commend that. I'm very disappointed more people, more Olympians, past Olympians, are not joining this fight. I was thinking about contacting Nancy Hogshead out in Jacksonville. I used to swim with her, and uh, we were on the same team. And, of course, she uh, made two Olympics and uh, was was a, a star swimmer back in her day and is now an attorney. And I'd like to get her perspective on what's going on here because she's outspoken about a lot of things and get her perspective on saving women's sports. You know, I mean, women's sports against women, women competing against women. And this very idea that we're even having to discuss that uh, men want to compete as women. This is a crazy, crazy time. And it's nonsense talk, but it's getting a lot of weight, and we need to stop it. We need to stop it right now. So Riley's out there doing her part to bring attention to the unfairness of men competing as women and breaking records and smashing records. And it's just uh, it's it's embarrassing, but it's got to be done. As she said, I should be in dental school right now. She's a very smart girl, but I'm not. I'm out here trying to save women's sports before you know before you know it just gets out of hand here. Futures, the future sports of, of women's sports will be uh, deterred, basically, if this is allowed. It's going to kill off women's sports. It's just going to flat out why. Why bother to participate? It's it's a conversation we really have to have, but it's a conversation we shouldn't be having if we had logic and common sense. Evidently, that is missing in this country here, This definitely with this government that's in, in control right now. And uh, they want to continue pushing males into female sports and destroying sports. Crazy talk, but uh, we're going to have to work hard to fight this off. So uh, the meme of the week is uh, shows Riley Gaines on a Coors beer can in a swimsuit. And she's a very lovely girl, very shapely girl. It's not a bikini. It's just a regular competitive swimsuit. She's on the beer can label, and it says, uh, guts, no nuts. And uh, I like it. So that's our meme of the week from Riley Gaines here to make attention, bring attention to this ludicrousy of allowing men to compete with women. we got to stop that. You know, if you ever watch TV and um, see things and you start to say, well, why is that? Why is that? And why is that being advertised? Why, why is that coming for some reason? Why is that now important? And I brought this to your attention several times. If you've noticed on TV, watching TV, over and over again, you'll see this 
agenda to push race. It's uh, typically the black man with the white girlfriend or the white wife. Once in a while, they do a little bit reversal to be the other way around. But typically, it's a black man with his white girlfriend or white wife. They're going out as couples. They're here and they're having fun. It's always pushing the race agenda of that we're a blended society here. We have a lot of interracial relationships. And uh, the fact is, we don't. We don't. That's not really what America is, is about. Just look around. How many times do you see that? You don't see it all that often. You see it once in a while. And I don't have a problem if that's what they want to do. I have no problem with that. But I know an agenda when I see one on TV, that every TV, oh, there's a commercial. There's another one. Black guy and his white girlfriend, another one. All the time. Everything. It's like back in the 80s when they started pushing this agenda of diversity here, that they had to have a Chinese in a commercial. They had to have a black in a commercial and a Hispanic in a commercial. And then you had one white person, maybe. Uh, They were doing this, all their commercials. Now they've kind of dropped the Asian off. They've dropped the Hispanic off, and now it's just pretty much black and white, black and white. Over and over again, watch the commercials. Am I crazy here? No, I'm not. I see the same thing all over and over again. This is, uh, this is definitely definitely agenda. So when I started seeing about two years ago, maybe three years ago, John Stadmiller and I were talking about this. When Burger King came back and decided to, to change their menu, they were going to try to experiment with something something they actually threw at us in grade school with the meatless burger. It was made with soya bean. You can look at the burger itself and say, what, what's the speckled stuff? What is that? Soya bean. It's an artificial thing here. It's This is the fake hamburger, the first official fake hamburger. When I saw that Burger King was bringing back the soya bean burger and calling it the impossible burger, I said to myself, well, why is there a problem? Why why?" Why would they be doing that? We all like beef. We all like chicken. Why would they be bringing the Impossible Burger, the soybean burger back, which failed, by the way, in the as a kid in, in the 60s and 70s. It failed. Remember, in grade school, 60s. Why would they bring back such a thing, the Impossible Burger? Well, they're going to get rid of beef. Beef was factored in, the cows, the methane, heating the planet up as part of the Green New Deal here. we got to get rid of these these uh, contributors to high CO2, which is heating up the planet. So they're going to get rid of all these animals. They knew they're going to get rid of beef. And so they decided to, let's start right now. Let's pave the way that people will get away from beef. Well, it tastes like beef. It tastes pretty good. It tastes just like beef. So you don't really need a cow. If you can simulate and fake the taste of a cow of beef, let's just phase out cows and we'll give them the impossible burger. Well, the same thing lately I've been noticing on TV over and over again is this commercial on TV by this unattractive woman who is the inventor of this product called Lume, L-U-M-E, Lume. It's a lotion for smelly, stinky women who don't like bathing. Have you seen this commercial? She's unattractive. She's pale, pasty white. She's just unattractive. It's just one of the most disgusting commercials I think I've ever seen. She talks about you don't have to bathe. You can cover up your stench by rubbing it under your underarms. And she actually lifts her underarms up and rubs some under her underarms, under your boob areas. And she says, under your boob areas, under your folds, your butt crack. She says all these butt crack on your feet, in your groin, your peri area. Uh, And you won't have smell. So 
when I started seeing that this commercial is running over and over and over again, I start to say to myself, well, what, why would they be pushing something like this? Are we going to have a water shortage? Is that, is that what's coming next, a water shortage, that we're unable to clean ourselves and bathe, that they'd be pushing this Lume lotion to cover up your stench? And by the way, she's only hitting one, one, one section here, one group of people, and that's females. I think that's very degrading. You're going after women as they all stink. Do all women stink? I mean, how embarrassing is this? This woman targeting basically one section here, one area of, of females. Uh, yeah, you got stinky kids. Kids stink. Boy, they stink when they get out there in the in the hot sun. They come in. They pff, your, your dogs stink. Yeah, when they go out there in the heat and everything, they stink too. Uh, what about old people? You know, the the old saying, old people they stink. You know, they smell. You just walk into a nursing home sometimes, and eh, they do. But I was just wondering if is that where we're going? We're headed with this whole pushing of this Lume lotion is because we are going into a water shortage, or they're going to be controlling our water. You're not able to bathe. I know they're going after our, our appliances, our gas-heated appliances, water heaters, everything. Gas and natural gas has to go. Uh, and uh, I'm just wondering about this this Lume lotion for, for women here. Um, are we going to have a water shortage? Following that is another commercial that just came out from this guy. It's got this spray. It's called Poof. And it's got actually poop in the name of the word, P-O-O-P-H, poof. And evidently, here's another guy that's thought about we can get rid of smell without washing it off and bathing and cleaning ourselves. You just spray it on things. Spray it on everything. It's, you know, it'll take away the stench of the, the item you want to de-stink or defunk. Uh, again, are we heading into a, uh, a period of water shortages Something to, to ask yourself. Some people get tipped off on this kind of stuff, that this is coming, and so they develop these products. So keep an eye on this, what's going on with a water shortage. Mike Lindell's commercials are flat-out stupid. I, I, I'm, I am very annoyed by Mike Lindell. Fox is promoting all his products. Are they decent products? They're okay. Uh, I'm not going to condemn the products. I'm just sick and tired of the gravel voice. I'm sick and tired of these stupid commercials, especially the one where they ripped off they ripped off a 1970 commercial from Right Guard. Do you remember the Right Guard commercial? Evidently, there's a medicine cabinet that joins two residences together, and the guy goes up there, and he opens up his medicine cabinet. The other guy opens up his at the same time, and the guy goes, Hi, guy, and he sees that you have Right Guard body spray deodorant. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a ripoff, a total ripoff, the 1972 right guard commercial, the high guy commercial. And uh, here Mike Lindell is using it for his, his products. <coughs> I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite embarrassing. I hate ripping off people's ideas. But uh, that's exactly what's happening here, ripping off a commercial idea that went back to 1972. And it's my pillow, is new improved my pillow, my pillow 2.0. It's sounding kind of more like a Bill Gates Windows operating system here. Uh, you want to buy my new pillow, new technology. It's my pillow 2.0, very similar to Bill Gates' uh, new operating system on the yearly basis here. Um, it's it's uh, it's getting old. 
it's getting very old. Um, I would hire somebody to do my commercials from now on. Please, uh, you're killing your you're killing your product. I don't know if he does any kind of polling, but uh, I know that a lot of times they say you know it's it's good when the inventor or the owner of a company advertises his product, but not when he's annoying. And not when he's pushy. And that little cross he always wears. Have you noticed the little cross that always has to stick out by the neckline here? You know, men don't particularly wear crosses that hang out to show their crosses. I know gangbangers do it. And I think Ozzy Osbourne does it. And metal rap people do it. They, they do it. They think it's hip. It's kind of cool. But I never have liked that taking his little cross and hanging it out and make sure. And of course the back has got Jesus and everything and he's got the flag and he's, he's got the whole thing background scripted to, to saying I'm targeting the religious. I'm targeting the Patriots. I got these people in the palm of my hand here. I see through that. I really do see through that. Uh, just an observation I made. And, uh, Maybe you see the same, maybe you don't. Let's go to the phones and talk to our first caller for tonight. And uh, in the new time zone here that I'm in, I'm going an hour early now. I guess people haven't figured that out, even though it's been on the website. Yes, I will be an hour early every Sunday. Monday is the same time schedule for the National Mm -hmm. Intel Report, but Sundays, I'm going an hour early. And we're evidently getting some new people in and some people have left, so I'm cool. I'm a player. I am willing to do that. And actually, it's kind of nice to go an hour early anyway. So I will be in an hour early every Sunday. Let's talk to Marcus in Idaho. Marcus, how you doing? I'm good, Steve. Um, and so as long as you're bashing people, um, I'd like to... Um, who, am I ba- who, am I, who am I bashing? Who am I bashing? Well, Michael Lindell. Um, okay. Uh, do, so do, you think I'm, do you think I'm wrong? Do you like his commercials? I don't listen to his commercials. Well, then, then how can you comment? Mm, uh, just uh, you know, Marcus. I, Marcus, yeah. you do this all the time. You call, you make comments, but you have nothing to back up your opinion. Why do you? Why do you do that? So, um, as long as you're bashing people, what about um, Roger Stone, which is a swinger, um, a, a total terrible person, and uh, his connection with Alex Jones? Um, I. I'm a conservative. I love. Oh, are Trump, are you really conservative? You, are you really? I know you don't like Trump, but I love Trump. I, I think he was best president of our lifetime. Um, really? And uh, yes, I do. And yeah, I know that goes against everything that you stand for. But um, no, that, you know, you know what? It goes against it goes against common sense because I see, I see the good and I see the bad, and you don't see anything but good on this guy. No, no, you're you're, I, you're totally I, I, brainwashed on Donald Trump. Come on, you really are. How do you say that? How do you, uh, did you look into my? Okay, mind okay. And... Let me give you an example here. He had a chance. He had a chance before he left office to pardon, to pardon Edward Snowden, to pardon Julian Assange. He didn't do so. Why? Why not? They told the truth of America being spied on. Edward Snowden, the atrocities. That WikiLeaks exposed through Julian Assange, why did why didn't he pardon him? That would have been the right thing to do. Why didn't he do it? Right. He pardoned. So not listen you, to me. Um, Hold on. He car he pardoned criminals. Donald Trump pardoned criminals, white collar crime criminals before he got out of office, rather than doing the right thing and pardoning Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Now, how can you how can you say that? He's a great president. You've cinched upon one aspect 
of what it's oh, happening. No, no, no. Answer the question, Marcus. You never have an answer. I, I, if I anything, you're not, you're not a conservative. You're not a conservative. You're a liberal. You're a liberal posing as a conservative. You're not a real deal here. You call into this network all the time with your liberal ideology. You don't know what you're talking about. Most of the time, you don't know what you're talking about. I tell you what, I'm going to drop the call. You go back to your little hot dog stand, push around your little hot dog stand, and go sell some hot dogs, all right? Because you have no credibility whatsoever. Goodbye, Marcus. Don't call back. You're such a libtard. God, I can't. This guy, I haven't heard from this guy in ages, and he calls in with this. He's such a great guy. Come on, call it fair and square. When somebody does good, I'll call it out. If they do bad, I call it out. I have no bias. I'm an independent. You, We all need to be independent. All right? None of this following the party line stuff because it's going nowhere. Call it fair and square. Marcus, You're go back to eating your little jelly beans. I, I don't know what you're doing. You, you, you're not a conservative. You, I guess you're okay with the Dylan Mulvane thing. You like that too? Does, does Dylan turn you on, Marcus? What do you think? Would you like to go on a date? Does that do something for you? Does that make your putter flutter? Yeah, okay. Enough of Marcus. Oh, my God. The libtard. 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. God, I wish John Stathmiller were here right now. He would have had a heyday, a lot of fun on that call. He would have had fun with that one. I'm a conservative, and I, I like Donald Trump. Jeez, grow, grow a pair there, Marcus. Grow a pair. Jeez. They just never fell down. They never dropped. Marcus, I, I, I think you have that issue there. It's that's too bad. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can have that corrected and changed. I don't know. I'm not bashing anybody. Saying I didn't I didn't care for the Michael Lindell commercials. Not bashing Michael Lindell at all. I actually respect him in the aspect that he's actually taking on I, and he still is taking on Dominion for the lying and the voter fraud and all that stuff. That's respectable, but his commercials are stupid. They're insulting. Guy opens up a medicine cabinet, and there's, there's Mike Lindell inside the medicine cabinet. He's in our house. Oh, my God, there's the pillow guy. He's in our house in the medicine cabinet. Wow, that's just so believable. I mean, come on. We're, we're smart consumers. I'm sorry, but that's not going to sell your pillows, insulting me, insulting my intelligence with your stupid commercials. It's not going to make me go out and buy your pillow. It's just not. It's not even funny. It's just plain stupid, his commercials. So uh, that, if that's what you say, I'm bashing. I'm bashing the commercial, okay, the stupidity of the commercial, not Michael Lindell himself. I am a little annoyed by seeing him all the time in his gravelly voice. He sounds more like a, a world championship wrestler here, the WWF wrestlers. But I am a little tired of it. I mean, I think he could afford to hire a spokesperson. You can hire just anybody. You don't have to hire athletes or anybody else. But just, you know, stop with this silly, stupid nonsense commercials. And uh, I, I would be happy to see not to see those commercials anymore. Uh, let's go back to the 
to the phones and talk to Jerry in Chicago. Welcome, Jerry. Hello, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you sound good. Um, but, you know, t- talking about Mike Lindell, yeah. I have his products. I, I like his products. I have no issue with the products. I think the commercials are just, they're lousy commercials. A lot of them. Okay. They're getting- I, haven't had t- I haven't had TV for about four or five years, so I don't get to good watch for the you. commercials. And, uh, no. you know, I wanted to not talk about Mike Lindell. I wanted to ask you a question. Have you yeah. ever heard of a coffee enema? Yeah, I have. I have. Okay. Have you looked into that at all? No, 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 I have not. Now, um, yeah, supposedly that's supposed to change change the, uh, make it more alkaline, I believe, or acidic. Actually, probably be acidic because it's coffee. Uh, yeah, I've heard of those those coffee cleansing enemas, and I think I've actually known somebody who's done one, but I don't have any bowel cleansing issues of constipation or anything like that. If anything, that's it's interesting that you say that because. I drink probably, I used to, I don't right now, uh, probably I would drink two cups of coffee a day. And uh, as we know, coffee increases GI motility, increases peristalsis, and you never have a problem with constipation if you drink coffee. So I've always assumed that uh, colon cancer usually comes with in the territory of constipation. People who have poor diets high-fat diets, and have uh, issues of constipation. <coughs> I have none of those issues, and so uh, evacuation has never been an issue of mine. What has been the issue is that I inherited genes, and that's actually what my surgeon said. Uh, when going over everything and looking at my lifestyle and all the things I do, he just said, you happen to be born with the gene. And uh, I met with a... Uh, I'm still researching going out, but I met with an oncologist, supposed to be top on his line, and I just wanted to get more information. And uh, regardless of if I ever do that or go with him, I had some some different blood work checked this week. It'll come back, hopefully another week or two, in that uh, they're looking for markers in um, on DNA for ancestry that is there a family gene? <clears throat> well, I think there probably is. My father was diagnosed at age 70 by accident I, by just having a colonoscopy because his, his doctor recommended he should have one. And his was early, early stages. It was so early, juvenile, they actually, <clears throat> all they had to do was, is cauterize the polyps, remove them and cauterize the area. And uh, they took care of his cancer. And that was age 70. My father lived to be 95 years old. He got 25 more years. And colon cancer was not part of his diagnosis at the, at his final leaving us. Um, but uh, like I said, the the coffee enemas I've heard of people doing them. I have never done one because uh, I've never had a a bowel issue because uh, I as I drink coffee. So is that well, does that answer I, your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, uh, but I listened to a rerun early in the morning of Jeffrey Bennett. Uh, yeah. uh, he comes on at about 8 p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. Central Time. And uh, he was talking about Dr. Kelly. And okay. Dr. Kelly was it was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and he started giving himself coffee enemas, and he got rid of the pancreatic cancer. Now, I know what you got is something totally different, but 
Yeah. You know, if it'll help the pancreas, it'll help the liver, it'll help the colon. And, and, and I don't drink coffee. I haven't drank coffee for four years. I do a chicory root and dandelion root blend every yeah. morning. Which is uh, how how, which how I, is that how is that dandelion root how is that? Well, I do this stuff called dandy blend. You can buy it on eBay. I think it's like thirty bucks for a two pound bag, and it I I can't tell the difference between that and coffee, and I don't need the the caffeine. Let's put it right. that way. Right. I, right. I get my day started with uh, a couple vitamins in the morning, and I'm out the yeah. door with my drink, and I right. drink a uh, I drink something else all day. Right. So. I, I just thought I'd run that by you, and I'm I'm glad to hear you back. You sound in good spirits. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good. I am uh, I'm in better better spirits. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Jerry, that uh, <clears throat> this has been a, a big shock to me, and I know my family. It's been a shock to my family too. Uh, like I said, I look my my life over, and I look: Do I have any bad habits that could have, you know, brought me to the situation? And in all honesty, I don't. So the only thing I can say is that, unfortunately, I, I inherited the gene, and I guess I'm lucky I caught it early enough. And uh, in some ways, the aspirin therapy I was doing for the last two weeks had progressed the bleed in that I became more symptomatic, and then I went into the hospital sooner. It may have trickled down further, uh, but it may have taken another month and a half, and then the cancer would have even been more of an issue so actually, uh, what I was trying to protect myself or tried to fix myself with a possible viral uh, myocarditis using the Advil, the ibuprofen, and along with the aspirin, baby aspirin, I actually was not, and I actually had made my bleeding situation worse. Like I said, I, I got in at the right time. I think another week, if I continued on another week of what I was doing, that I probably would have, uh, I may not be here. I might not have made it because my blood was so low. I was, uh, my, my heart was reacting. And there's a certain point in time that if you uh, don't have adequate circulating blood volume, your heart really struggles hard. And I probably would have had a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, and uh, wouldn't have made it through that. So I got in, we, we figured it out. We, uh, we cut it out, and now we got to figure out the next stage of what else to do to make sure uh, there's no free floaters floating around cancer cells. They said that all the margins were perfect, but uh, now we have to figure out the next stage, what we do. Okay, well, that's good to hear, and good to hear you again, man. So you hey. be good. All right, Jerry. Thank you for the call. appreciate it. Back to the phones. Chance in West Virginia. Chance, how you doing? Yes, Steve. First off, how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel energized. I actually worked out in the yard yesterday. First time that I bet I spent um, six hours outside doing outside work. Not heavy work, but just working, getting some things cleaned up. And uh, while the wife was doing the heavy stuff, unfortunately. And uh, I did fine. I did fine. I got some good vitamin D sunshine. And uh, I slept like a baby last night, so my endurance is getting better. Uh, I'm still under a restriction for lifting anything really heavy because of the abdominal incision still. But uh, I'm hoping in a couple more weeks he can kind of relieve that and said, yeah, you can do a little bit more physical stuff. But other than that, uh, the energy's coming back. I'm feeling pretty good right now. 
Amen. I'm glad to hear that. Now, Steve, can I offer you a suggestion, if you don't mind? Sure. Always love a suggestion. Okay. Whenever you get these brainwashed people calling you on any subject, Hang the damn phone up on them or tell them to kiss your damn ass. Let me tell you why. <laughs> We're at a time now where everything's being thrown at people. Yeah. If they're not willing to look at everything critically, then they're not even worth talking to. I don't have tolerance or patience. I don't hesitate in a heartbeat now to tell somebody to kiss my damn ass. Because yeah. we're at a point now where everything's being thrown at us. I don't have time to waste with people who... who well, who, I, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think uh, this audience gets it. And I haven't heard from Marcus in months. And I haven't heard from Dave in Massachusetts. I think he's been banned from pretty much every talk show on the network. But I haven't heard from uh, this guy in ages, so Marcus. Uh, but every time he calls in, it was always... It's like uh, what we, we call in the business, we call a shit stirrer. Somebody calls in and tries to make trouble and stir things up and then uh, gets uh, one host to be angry at another host. Well, this host said this about you, and and uh, I don't particularly talk about other hosts. I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with everybody, but I don't attack a host. And uh, this guy here's business. He's like a, tro- a troll. His job is to bring um, some problems to the network and trying to bring host, uh, put host well, against Steve, host. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to follow well, his, Steve, his lead. Yeah. Steve, a lot of people profess to be intelligent and have knowledge. And they might. They might have it, okay? Sure. But they don't have street smarts. That's yeah. the problem with them. If you don't have street smarts, you're stupid. I don't mean yeah. you. I mean people in general. Sure. They don't know how the world, they refuse to, I don't know what kind of rose-colored glasses they're looking out of when they refuse to see something. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let me give you a little insight to Marcus here. I, I can't remember where he lives because Michael, board up Michael through the week, had got tired of this, his calls and did a trace on him and called him up and talked to him. Well, he turns out he... He has a hot dog stand. He pushes around a hot dog stand and sells hot dogs. Well, I guess that's okay. You know, I have a problem with that. He's honest. I mean, he's he's making a living, I guess, and everything. But he's got this opinion. I mean, he calls in here and tells us he's a conservative. But uh, he was he was actually seriously. He asked Michael board up Michael. He said, "Is Steve is Steve an FBI informant? Is he an agent with the FBI?" And Michael was pulling his leg. He said, "Yeah." How did you figure it out? Yeah, he is. He works for the FBI. And there's no truth to that whatsoever. I mean, anything you you hear me you talking about bashing, I'll bash the FBI and the CIA well, Steve, anytime Steve. because they deserve it. Steve, but this I guy actually it. thinks I'm FBI. I respect a janitor just as much as I respect the CEO. I don't look at people in that in that way. It's it's that friggin' brainwashed attitude that annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. All right, Chance. Get well. Chance, thank you for your call. Appreciate it.
become dependent on the medical system, get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Go back to the phones to talk to Sally and Alaska. Welcome, Sally. Hi, it's so good to hear you. I just was so glad to, you know, I've been sending prayers up there all this month. Anyway, um, I, yes. I had, to, I, I have to talk about colon cleanse, and sure. I think Go I ahead. brought this up to you before. But years ago, okay. I was creeping up 
with my colonoscopies, a few here and there. And suddenly yeah. I had 11, and I was precancerous. And I mm -hmm. got my grandma's, it's called the Health Builder, and it was by the original Mr. Rodale, from Rodale Press, in mm -hmm. 1957. Mm -hmm. And I started taking a combination of flaxseed ground up combined mm -hmm. with psyllium, which is... Uh, um, you know, the thing that grows the seeds up next to the dandelions, right. plantain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that twice a day. And I, the next was like, anyway, the last 10 years, I have been, I've had a, two colonoscopies, and I mm -hmm. aced them both without a single polyp. That's great. Oh, I feel certified now, just like I feel <laughs> trust your medical degree. That works, and you just—it—it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, you know, what's you know, what, what's bothersome to me is I remember age fifty years old. They said at fifty you should have your first. I think they're not saying they're forty-five. You should have your first colonoscopy, <clears throat> but uh, unless you have a family history, maybe even sooner than that. But uh, at fifty, I had my first colonoscopy. I had an upper. And there was nothing wrong. They had no gastritis. There was no bleeding ulcers, nothing going on there. And the lower, the colonoscopy, it was clear, unremarkable, nothing, not a polyp, nothing. Now, that was at 50. <clears throat> I'm 61 now. I start having some. They got to try to figure out what's going on here. You're bleeding somewhere. So a shot in the dark is let's, uh, let's do an upper again. And there was no gastritis. There was no bleeding ulcers, nothing. So let's uh, also do the lower. Let's do the colonoscopy. And then, of course, finding the cancerous area in the ascending colon there, about a seven-centimeter mass. And uh, looking over my OR report just last night, they had removed 37 centimeters, which is about 14.5 inches of my colon out. It's gone. And my plumbing has been rerouted. <clears throat> so the thing is, uh, I thought I had a period of being clear. You know, I had no polyps, nothing. So at if they're telling you at 50, you should have it, and if you're clear, um, should you wait uh, 10 more years? Should you wait 15 years if you had an unremarkable at age 50? And they were telling me, the, the doctor was telling me that that cancer had been around for a while, a couple years. So you're telling me that the standard protocol of waiting 10 years or beyond that, if it's, if it's unremarkable, doesn't really, it didn't really matter with me. Mm -hmm. Because of the genetics, because of the genetics. So I'm a little Everybody, disappointed. Yep. I, I, I did the test thinking that I've got a, a period of time of clear and I'll do another one that's, you know, 60 just because I have to and 70 maybe or 75. But um, it uh, their protocol didn't didn't work for me and uh, because of my family well, I'll history. I'll tell you what, you should, add this, you should add this to your protocol because and just make sure you grind that, that flax up really well. And uh -huh. it's 50-50 um, between that and psyllium, which I grow in my yard when I can. Okay. Bob, Bob's uh, mill has them both. But, uh, Got it. it, 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 it's, uh, it uh, I'm a survivor. It, it works. Yeah. And, and I just do it twice a day. I stop for a while. Now I'm back you, you at do it, it. You do it twice, twice a day? Yeah, I, yeah. What's your what's your yeah. ratio? How how do you figure the ratio? What how do you how do you figure ratio 50, out on this? 50, I just do fifty fifty, and I do fifty fifty. Um, okay. Yeah, fifty fifty. 
All right. So it's not too slimy like Slippery Elm. You know, yeah, that flaxseed's got a nasty, could, slimy look, doesn't it? No, well, all I do is I put a, a mouthful of water in there, and I throw uh, a, a tablespoon in my mouth, and I shake my cheeks, and I swallow it. Oh, okay. You know, I can't okay. mess with capsules. That's ridiculous. And it's not that bad. I can, you know, um, it, it's amazing. And the other thing that I learned in there was, and this even worked for not only my infant daughter years ago, mm-hmm. but my her boyfriend, who was a nurse, his grandmother was in the hospital dying of stomach cancer, and she had mm-hmm. diarrhea, so she couldn't eat because she would have projectile diarrhea, and so she right, stopped right, eating. Right. And right. I told him to talk to the doctor and give her carob, and, and, and it was also in this same book, The Health Builder, and right. he did it. And this 95-year-old woman could eat again until she died. Of, she was already in hospice. That's wow. the other one that I can swear by. Carob. Yeah. Can't OD on it. Mix it with whatever you mix it with. You know, you milk mm. for babies. Yeah. And and it, it's incredible. I, I, how did you, what did you think about drinking the Go Lightly to clean the bowel out? What did you think about that? You must have drank the, the gallon of Go Lightly. What did you think of that? Oh, you mean for for the hospital gives you? Yeah, for the bowel prep before your colonoscopy. Do you remember drinking that big gallon jug? Oh, yeah. I hate that stuff. Isn't that terrible? Yep. And the last time I had it, I had lots of kinks in it, and it yeah. was in the middle of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I had to do it. Dr. Sarah, who was in his 80s, had to do it without my general anesthesia. Yeah. And... But I, I said, well, I want my anesthesia here for, you know. Yeah. And so my favorite guy was yeah. there with pumping something into my arm, and, and everybody was wearing masks. Yeah. And it was, you know, you, you, you remind me of a, of a conversation I had today. My wife and I had a conversation with a woman. We were talking about all those cases that never made it into the hospital because of the COVID pandemic, uh, that uh, the masks and the mandates and everything and how they shut everything down and and essential things, medical attention was uh, disregarded. People couldn't get in the hospital to be seen. And we had a clear example this morning. I talked to a woman who had a small little lump in her breast the size of a pea. And she couldn't get in for six months. And uh, she got all the shots and boosters. And when she got in in six months, the pea was the size of a... I'll put it on uh, the size of a plum. Oh, and uh, and I, I didn't tell her, my wife and I did. We looked at each other, didn't say anything to her that the COVID shots themselves had actually c- created that situation because it's too late. She's got terminal cancer now, and she, it's all through her body. And uh, oh, I don't know how much time she says she has left, but it's a little too late to give her the information now that these shots actually caused the progression of her cancer cells and the cancerous tumor. She wouldn't believe me probably anyway, but um, well, that's sad. I'm, I'm, I learned that today. I'm hoping that I can survive long enough to see the perpetrators behind this. Uh, that's exactly what I said. I want to see these people punished. Yes. Hanging in the wind All in the their way. hometown. <laughs> oh, God. That uh, you know, that is that we we I, have the nothing, we have the they're, same they're dream we have out. the same dream. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't believe how much we think alike. 
Anyway, I just we do. To- you know what? There's right and there's wrong. And uh, this thing here, my, my wife and I were talking about today. We had we had breakfast. We sat down talk. And I said, you do realize that all world governments, all world leaders got together with the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab at the helm there and Bill Gates and all these these eugenics professors. And they convinced the world leaders that this was the right thing to do. We must depopulate the world in order to save the planet. We must kill people off. We must depopulate in order to save the planet. And those world leaders were all bought off and convinced that this is the right thing to do. And those who did not agree were killed. They died. They were killed off. And they would simply find somebody else who would carry on with the agenda. They bought everybody off on this fake agenda. And the thing is, is that they've been destroying things, you know, from, you know, grain silos, plastic companies, um, uh, our protein, cows dropping dead, you know, um, and, and but the big thing is the genocide of, of the, uh, the jab. And that's, you know, um, I, I'm a hugger and I've given up hugging. We just fish pump. You know, yeah. because of what I've learned yeah. about it, and and it's just, uh, you know, you don't really want to bring it up, because no. you know. But I do ask. I said, did you get jabbed? And they no. invariably say, oh yeah, three or four times, and I've been sick four oh. times. You know, and I just they, they, they never they <laughs> never learned away. after after they still kept getting COVID. They continue to take the jab. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. No, especially since. You know, they stopped lipstick because the testing wasn't, you know, severe enough or good enough. But yeah, they just, right. the only test they ever did killed every single animal in the test. I know. Well, it, I, it, I talked it, about that also before. You know, you know, the idea that the animals they use for, for scientific testing for the pharmaceuticals, these animals they choose are best to represent human systems. And so you trial with, with the animals first, and if the animals... If the animal testing shows you success, then you have permission to actually go into human trial studies. And uh, But when your animals don't do well, you're actually prohibited. It's the protocol that you cannot progress on and do human trial studies until you show progress with the animal studies. So they disregard their own protocols of safety and carry on. Even though all their animals died, they said, hell with that. We're going to go on with the human studies. Then they whip it out. In nine months, and then they tell you, you give you a bogus number of 94, 95.7% safe and effective, and we did it in nine months, where it normally takes eight to ten years. We did it in nine months, and it's 95.4% effective. Um, I'm sorry, but... They but, all got sick anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm well, sorry, know, but that, that's not possible. Babies, that's not possible. Babies... Babies dropping off their mother's tit, dying with, oh. with full of thoughts, you know, when yeah. she got a shot when she was pregnant. Or, right. you know, um, um, there's 200,000 servicemen who were basically castrated yeah. by the COVID shot. They're, yeah. they're, they're sterile, yeah. you know, and, and it, that's just from the military collection. Who knows what's going yeah. on? And yeah. Yeah. It's like we fell down that rabbit hole. You know, it's going to be interesting, Sally, that how is the mainstream media going to explain so many people dying all clumped together here in the next couple of years? The insurance companies are, are 
whistleblowers. The insurance companies don't like to pay out money on life insurance policies, and they are the ones that are now saying we are seeing a huge increase in early death. So, and then the morticians, uh, how are they going to explain all this? That suddenly people just die so young, and we got we got a big die off now. Very young people. How are they going to fool you to explain some rationale that would be believable? How are they going to explain this? How could they not have? So- mentioned the fact that morticians are saying we can't we can't um and bomb we can't embalm them because there's no room in there they're so clotted up i can't get enough stuff in there to embalm them yeah give me a break it's amazing well i'll tell you what this old gal again who was losing relatives before this place even had a name other than the colonies um Mm. and just three of them just in the dodd branch alone I'm not about to give up anything, nothing, not Good. my God, Good. not my Constitution, Good. my First or Second Amendments, you know, my money and whatever I have, you know. Um, if well, you, your, first, the, your First and your Second Amendment are tied together, and, and if you lose those, exactly. the Fourth Amendment's over, too, because then they'll have the reason to uh, just come into your house and uh, basically search whatever they want to do. So one, and two, one, two, and four, once those are gone— Basically, your Constitution, your Bill of Rights are over. The Constitution is over. I don't ever want to see that happen, but um, there's this administration is uh, – imagine if that happens. Uh, you're going to see tyranny at the hands of government like you've, you've never seen an empire before. I know. This country will turn into a police state. It, uh, they'll definitely use that uh, digital currency to control you and to, to take all the shots and take, do this and that. They, you're going to see tyranny like you've never ever witnessed before, if our constitution yep. is over. Well, I'm glad God brought me to Alaska for a reason, and I, uh, we have a stronger constitution as far as privacy and uh, mm-hmm. self-defense than even the United States Constitution, and right. now that can be overturned, you know. But uh, we also have more XGIs and. You know, mm-hmm. retired folks up here that brought a lot of stuff with them <laughs> since World yeah. War II. Just out of curiosity, Sally, do you do do you do a lot of fishing out there? Well, I don't anymore, but I did. I I've done a little bit of salmon. I've you know uh, net fish fishing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I quit because the guy wanted. To, oh no, we're gonna we have to sleep together. All my deckhands, I sleep with my. I said, well, this is the ah. last the last 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 season for me. But then I did some uh, uh, king crab fishing and was missing at sea with three uh, two other boats. The uh, the father, and he designed the Time Bandit that was on mm-hmm. the Discovery Channel. Yeah. for. I remember that yeah. one, yeah. Well, we were gone for six days with 30-foot seas, and two of us were nestled up against Mount Augustine, which had not exploded yet for six days and we had no radio contact so everybody in homer was afraid we were we were dead and uh it was rather interesting wow that's but, uh, that's quite yeah. the story it's quite the story yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and wow. and but now you know i went out and caught a halibut with my son's boat a couple mm-hmm. of few years ago <laughs> so it's i don't know pretty soon we're probably not going to be able to eat what's down there yeah, they're, they are polluting the oceans. They're definitely doing that. So Sally, I, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling okay, in. Yeah, uh, you've nice. given me too much time. I just am so glad. 
Ed, that you're all right, and you make whatever decision you have to have to make to sure you stay around because we need yeah. you. I'm sticking around. I'm sticking around. We all the right. people. You love you. Bye. You got it. Okay. Bye bye. Nice call. Very encouraging. Um, <clears throat> not much time left here. I do want to mention about the uh, the newest news about Fox News waving the white flag. Very very dis- disappointed in Fox News. Um, Winning the uh, Dominion, winning their defamation lawsuit against Fox News out of court settlement here. The bottom line is uh, Dominion was asking for what uh, 1.6 billion dollars. Fox News decided to give in out of court settlement, settled on 787.5 million dollars. I think sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and take it on the the lawsuit. And uh, go for the gusto here. Go to win. I'm disappointed in the caving in, the waving of the white flag here. I don't understand because uh, Fox was, was, I believe, the first news network to bring out 2,000 Mules, which showed definite election integrity issues, fraud, ballot stuffing. That, That was a winning case right there. And I have no idea why they did not decide to present the 2,000 mules as evidence and bring in the documentary creator himself as a witness. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a, to me, it's a slam dunk. It should have been a slam dunk case, and uh, they they waved the white fa- flag, <laughs> white flag, and decided to give in. And I'm disappointed because sometimes you have to fight those fights to make precedent that this is not going to happen in the future. Uh, they gave in. Now they move on to Michael Lindell. And like I said, I don't like his commercials. His products, I guess, are okay. I have nothing to complain about that. I just don't like his commercials. But at least he's got the guts. He hasn't waved the white flag, and he hasn't given up. He is still, He's still going to fight the battle. Hopefully he'll present 2,000 mules and present a case that a, an honest judge will hear. And uh, maybe win that case, maybe set precedent right then and there, and maybe uh, show Fox this is what you should have done. This is how you should have handled the situation. You should have fought the battle. Sometimes you can lose a battle, but you can still win the war. And Fox evidently did not think they could. They probably believed they would have a rigged, bought-off jury and end up paying the $1.6 or $1.7 billion dollars. Sometimes it's worth the risk. You, you fight the good fight, and um, and if you lose, well, then there's always, uh, there's always an appeal. Appeals are always nice. You can appeal it again and maybe find an honest judge next time around. But uh, the very idea that they didn't even try, they just uh, waved the white flag. Well, out-of-court settlement, uh, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity didn't have to go on air and tell their millions of listeners um go against their will and and say, well, we lied to you. We made the story up. They didn't. You know, 2,000 Mules is 2,000 Mules documentary. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. You should get a copy of it and share it with others. There's no doubt in my mind the election was stolen. No doubt in my mind. 100%. understand. Well, that completes our show this evening. Back again on Monday. Ron McDonald will not be with us this Monday. You'll be the following Monday for the National Intel Report. Thank you for listening. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 